for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of regular trolling. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and keeps your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The Pulse, the Pulse. The Pulse. starts now. Hello, everybody. Um, this is the 35th edition of the Search Bowl. Today is Tuesday, August 21st. We are live right now at Webmaster Radio booth. Um, so make your way at, at the end of the uh, session hall and you will be able to see us. Um, with me today, like always, is Chris Boggs. He has a new job. He is the, um, what should I say, the manager, director of Brulent um, over at, what, where's the, where is it? Um, I just took a job outside of Cleveland with Brulant Incorporated. It's a consulting firm uh, that last year bought Emergent Marketing. Uh, some of you may have heard of them. And I'm the uh, manager of search engine optimization over there. It's a great team. I'm excited about my new role. That sounds great. So, um, yeah, uh, Chris used to work, o work over at Avenue A Razorfish, so I had to make that adjustment with this. Uh, new. And you just announced it uh, this past Friday, right? So I wish you much luck and everything with that new job. Thank you. Um, so I thought we'll just get right into the topics. We've been on vacation for pretty much the whole summer, and a lot of things have been happening over in the search industry. Um, and what we discussed pretty much are what are the most popular topics that are discussed amongst the different SEMs and different SEOs in the industry. Um, that's our view, and that's what we that's what we look at the most. So the first thing that I wanted to discuss is we just came out of a panel on paid links, and that was pretty much a very hot and heated debate on you know should you buy links or should you not. And obviously Google recently came out with a new tool or a reporting tool over in uh, their Webmaster Central, which allows people to actually pay for, uh, you know, re report paid links. And exactly. And a lot of people weren't into that, into that different uh, report. So um, it was actually announced um, around early June. Um, there was a lot of debate about it. Should people you know, report paid links or should they not? Um, obviously, Google wants you to. Um, but that was the biggest debate um, in early June. And I wanted to, you know, Chris, I mean, what were your thoughts about this whole release about the paid link report tool? And what do you think about it overall? Well, I mean, I could speak, uh, we could spend a whole hour talking about this specific topic, Barry. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because uh, I, I feel, uh, and, and as a lot of the panelists mentioned today, uh, just on the panel that we just left from, which was great, by the way, uh, let me give a quick overview of that to start with. It was Matt Cutts, uh, essentially versus the world. Uh, Todd Friesen was there, Greg Bozer, Todd Malicote, and uh, Michael Gray, uh, Gray Wolf, uh, started off with... Uh, you know, uh, Matt gave his definition of what he, f why he finds paid links to be, you know, uh, the wrong thing, and then everyone else stood up and said, "Well, you know, that's not fair. Google's not the government. Uh, you know, you have no right to uh, help us or make us decide how we're going to run business. If paid links works, you guys created the monster, so now you're going to have to deal with it." And and uh, it went back and forth for a while. There were some great uh, arguments, uh, some of which that I've used in the past. I mean, one of the one of the biggest things that I think uh, the biggest factors in this and uh, I think Matt Cutts would have to agree that um, you know if really deep down inside the reason that they're screaming so loudly about paid links is because they are so hard to detect and uh, and they do work um, you know I can't mention any specifics or anything but I've seen some amazing results for uh, long, longer and and head longer tail terms as well as head terms uh, within a very rapid time uh, through the use of uh, pre-sale pages or even uh, buying links through brokers and so let me ask you a question so when Matt actually said um, 
there was a report that Rand Fishkin over at SUMAS went ahead and said, you know, these paid links do work, these paid links don't work. Rand basically, um, Matt actually said that of the like the you know X number of links that he said Google could not detect, Google actually detected every single one minus except for except for the you know except for exactly one link. So what do you think about that? You know. Well, I, I would uh, feel that, uh, first of all, I would like to take a look at the sample. I haven't read uh, Rand's post uh, in which he outlined the specific links. Uh, and and it, it, there's some that, you know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's obviously a duck. And any algorithm can be uh, engineered to discover a, a, a paid link, especially in the cases like some of the ones that Matt's were showing, uh, you know, the Viagra links, the online casino links that are appearing on uh, some random travel site or something like that. It's just, it doesn't... It, they don't match up, and, and that's really easy. And so I'm not sure the exact sample of links that Rand sent. Maybe he sent some of them that were a little bit more difficult, and, and then maybe, I don't know, maybe Matt is uh, not being completely truthful that the algo caught it, or maybe, I mean, I'm not calling Matt a liar, but uh, I, I would say that uh, if you take any, uh, you could probably take 15 links and give them to Matt and ask him if, if, you know, if Google Algo detected them as being paid. And in most cases, I bet you that it would be at best 50% of them would be caught. And I would be willing to bet that it would be closer to like 25 or even less. Okay. Well, I mean, and yeah, go ahead. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot, another thing about that to me is, is it's a relevancy thing. And I really wish that there's a way that we could kind of meet in the middle on this topic because... Uh, you know, I don't want to like start a war against the casinos and you know the pay-per-click uh, or no, the the other PPC pills, porn, and casinos because but they are the ones that are out there doing a lot of the really aggressive link buying. They're still doing a lot of spamming and things like that. So sh should I feel morally on the high ground because I'm helping a pharmaceutical company or maybe a a large uh, name brand travel agency and I'm buying links for them? Uh, maybe maybe there is uh, some validity to the idea that. You know, we can reach a middle ground, and uh, as long as we're not really spamming casinos and porn and pills, uh, we should be allowed to uh, buy buy some links here and there. And, right. You know. In terms of that, uh, you know, the common ground, and you know, and not going at the level of what you know the PPC industry is doing. Um, last week, Google actually updated their their uh, link schemes page in their webmaster webmaster guidelines, and they added the word excessive to that to that document saying um, examples of link schemes can include, and I quote, excessive reciprocal links or ex excessive link exchanges, um, i.e. link to me and I'll link to you types of schemes. And they added the word excessive in there um, just to make that clear to people. And obviously that addition of that one single word excessive again start, started a uh, sparked a debate amongst the forums and a lot of SEOs went ahead and um, you know, pretty much discussed this a lot, and we have a lot of people, um, you know, who don't know exactly what excessive means. And if obviously, if Google clarifies the word excessive, then you're getting too specific, and you're getting too—they can't be too specific about what the word excessive means. And that's really—I mean, there's the gray area you're talking about. The question is, where is that line? And well, somebody asked that question in the, in the panel, and it was a great question. You know, hey, what does excessive mean? You use that word for now reciprocal linking for uh, other types of uh, linking arrangements or side whites or whatever. To me, I think possibly excessive may include recent for them. Because if you think about it, three, four years ago, getting reciprocal links was the fa you know the fad. E everyone got reciprocal links. They did reciprocal links here, there, there. There's plenty of sites that are ranking very well right now that probably still have 
hundreds if not thousands of reciprocal links so to just suddenly turn around and uh, penalize those sites uh, there's got to be sort of probably a, a grandfather clause or something in there I don't know so maybe excessive would be also uh, something more current where now people uh, if they've showed um, you know a, a history of buying links over f three or four years or whatever or exchanging links over three or four years and, and they seem to mostly be relevant then they don't get penalized but if somebody comes new on on the scene and they're then they're reciprocating a bunch of links then maybe that's excessive I mean I think recent maybe should fall into that right um I mean, there also is like you're not definitely going to get penalized for a uh, you know a link buy or something. It just might not count as well. So there's a difference between you know wasting your money and also that link hurting you. So the question is, is unclear. I know Google wants to take very strict action against some paid links. The question is, how far are they going to go? Are they going to just discount those links if they spot them, or are they going to penalize um, the site selling it or penalize the broker that's that, that that's actually selling it? So those are the several questions that we might have. Um, Google has taken all different types of actions amongst different types of people. We've seen sites banned for it. We've seen brokers who have their sites, you know, um, you know, heard from it. And we've also seen that Google wipes out the, the passing of that page rank and the link popularity from those blocks of, of ads that are actually listed on the site. So the question is, you know, is there going to be a more universal approach? Is it going to be standardized? Um, and I don't think Google was willing to tell us at this point. Yeah, it's this is going to be the thing that get, goes on for the next year. You know, you picked this great topic. I mean, we haven't done this show in a long time, and this has certainly been one of the hottest topics since the last time w when we did show number 34. And uh, it's not something that's going to end anytime soon. I think there is going to have to be a middle ground reached. Uh, but in the long run, people uh, are going to continue to buy links, and uh, Google's going to continue to pound their fists on, on, on the desks and say, stop buying links. That sounds good. All right, so let's go hit a commercial break, and when we come back, we'll get into the discussion about some new tools on the paid side that allow companies to better manage um, and block click fraud. So let's hit a commercial break, and we'll be back very shortly. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. Well, didn't Google say they would never, ever, ever put banner ads and graphical ads on their pages? Didn't they say that, Darren? D yeah, actually. No, they didn't. Come on. They may have. We've heard forever and a year that they would always keep it clean. and That's right. Because it's from Google, it's godlike and powerful and super manly or super womanly advice that no ordinary SEO could ever deliver, which ticks off some of the SEOs because they're like, we could deliver better than this. Alrighty then. Yo, excellent. Sound effects. <laughs> excellent. The Daily Search Cast with Danny Sullivan. Monday through Thursdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. And if you missed any of this week's shows, check out the Daily Search Cast Week in Review. Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's Clicksore.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. 
Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know what? We're out catching Snappa. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com more than a name Now back to the pulse pulse only on webmasterradio.fm Here's your host so again, it's the 35th edition. My name is Barry Schwartz from the Search Engine Roundtable, also from Search Engine Land, and also from Rusty Brick. Um, with me again is Chris Boggs from the, from the Search Engine Roundtable, from Search Engine Watch also, and from Brulon. So um, we're both three hats, really, going on over here. And the next... Fine, ten hats. Webmaster Radio also, we're, we're doing shows there. Um, Sempo. We all saw links. Cartoon Barry. Cartoon Barry. Got to check it out. Anyway, um, so we just discussed the whole paid link thing. It was fun because we just came out of a session about that. But now, the session before that, we talked about click fraud. And a lot of the search engines over the summer have been releasing a lot of cool tools to help you prevent, on your side, allowing some you know traffic that you don't want to. And one of those tools uh, was an AdWords tool that allows you to actually block um, ads um, by you know using IP exclusion. So what you do is... You log into your uh, AdWords thing, you cl click on the tool section, you click on the IP exclusion, and then you can go enter in up to 20 IP addresses or blocks of addresses that you want to actually um, you know, restrict from actually showing your ads to those people. So if you don't want your competitors to see your ads or click on your ads, if you know there's certain traffic, you know, certain people you don't want traffic from, if you want to block a whole country's you know, IP range, you could actually try to do that too. Um, you still will, will receive impressions um, but not necessarily you won't get though you won't pay for that traffic so that's that's the important thing here and that's one of the tools of many which Google and Yahoo have has actually released and there was some really good uh, feedback about that in the forums um, and you know I don't know Chris if you had time to look at that but it looked pretty interesting to me. Uh, I haven't had time to read through the Webmaster World Forum that uh, that you're referring. And normally we'd be putting this in in the chat room with the links, but uh, I'm sure that uh, Barry will do a, a, a recap of the show and we'll get the links in there so you guys can check it out. But uh, the one thing to me is that it seems a little bit small. I mean, you know, you can block up to 20 IP addresses or a range of addresses per campaign. So, <laughs> you know, there's... <laughs> Lots of IPs out there that could still, I mean, uh, chances are if you're, if you're running an enterprise level, um, you know, program, you're, you, you may have identified hundreds, if not thousands of IPs that are suspect. So I'm going to want a lot more than 20 IPs to, to be able to be blocked. Uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, the search engines say they start with a limited number of, uh, you know, allotments, but they always actually add more. So hopefully 
We'll see more, you know, soon from Google. Yeah, it's and a good step. Yes. I think it's 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 very cool, and and it's kind of tied in with. I guess you're probably gonna seg your way into the the, the other side. Yeah, on the other side, the contextual side. Um, Google has a new feature called allowed sites for you know for AdSense, and what this allowed sites option does is it it allows um. Uh, it's basically allows unauthorized sites that have you know that are displaying your site. So let's say somebody scrapes your content and they scrape your ad along with it, um, or people take your ads and they put them on sites that you don't want them to be put on, just so they can actually you know you know report you as you know putting ads on illicit sites that you should not be putting your ads on, and hopefully ban your account from displaying AdSense ads and hopefully maybe take away your income. Google has now a new feature called Allowed Sites that says these are the sites I allow my AdSense ads to be shown on. And this really allows um, the you know AdSense publisher to actually have more control of where their ads are displayed, how long they're displayed, and on what sites are they displayed. So they don't have to worry about things such as you know malicious people doing things that, to their ads that they don't want them to do. So, I mean, there was some good feedback about that as well. It was been tested for a really long time. I think now everybody... Um, has that feature, but I'm not exactly sure yet. But Chris, overall, I mean, it's another step, I think, in the right direction in terms of, you know, control for the publisher as well as the advertiser. Agreed. But I think the uh, uh, one thing that w is kind of overarching with this topic as well, really, into some of the comments that people made in that uh, um, buying link session is that how much work does Google really expect us to do? I mean, you know, it's like we have to go around and, and spend a lot of extra hours and resources in order to help refine uh, you know, programs that essentially, uh, w for the publishers, I guess, w we are helping Google make money on the publisher's side, but at the same time, it would be nice maybe that Google on the, on the IP, you know, on the IP list, for example, maybe they could have some universally banned IPs or, or and that probably is something that they already track when they suspect fraudulent activity. But, um, you know, uh, this is a great step forward, like you said, but uh, I'd like to also make sure that, you know, this isn't just another way that uh, Google can kind of pass off some of the workload on, uh, on maintaining relevancy and, and ensuring that uh, everything is, is uh, on the, on the uh, up and up. Uh, without having our help to do that, right? I agree. Um, but overall, I mean, the control is there. It, it you know it gives the advertiser um, specific control over doing what they want to do. And if ad and if the you know if Google themselves or Yahoo themselves don't doesn't take certain actions that you want them to, at least you have the ability to do it yourself. Um, another feature Google AdWords is now allowing advertisers to opt out of the AdSense for domains. So, you know, those park domain sites that have Google ads all over them. And um, one of the biggest debates out there was, you know, why can't Google allow me to segment my segment my ads um, saying, you know, I don't want my ads to show up on AdSense for domains. I think they call it domain park. And so you, everybody really sees, you know, those ads out there. You go to a site for, from the search results. It's really a, you know, a, a domain name that has generic ads on it that lead you to other sites. And the debate was, you know, why can't, as an advertiser, say, I want to opt out of showing my ads on these AdSense for domain sites. And what this allows um, advertisers to do is basically gives them more control over opting out for certain types of ads. And that is a great feature that a lot of people... Um, are very excited about. The question is, why did it take so long? Um, and a lot of people are just happy that it's here now. And it's just good stuff. So, I mean, that really was, you know, several features that were released over 
the summer um, also related to that Google and Yahoo both released released called Quality's Traffic Center um, websites that really just talk about how they look at the quality of the traffic they're sending to you and things like that. So there's a lot of good debate about um, quality of traffic and what Google and Yahoo are doing to actually improve that. And we had sessions on that today, which we covered and posted over at the Search Engine Roundtable at seroundtable.com. Um, that really, you know, the next biggest, the, one of the biggest things that happened this summer was that Google's Webmaster Central guru, Vanessa Fox, um, has left Google to work over at Zillow, which is, you know, Zillow is a major uh, real estate type of uh, information portal that has tons of great information out there. So there was a lot, a lot of coverage about Vanessa leaving Google for the company. Nobody knows exactly why she left. Quite, nobody really has that information. I could make assumptions based on um, maybe they made her an offer they can't she can't refuse I mean you know for you Chris I mean why did you know we get back to you and you you went through the same decision process on leaving you know Avenue A Razorfish for your new company Bruland so the question is what do you think was going through Vanessa's uh, you know head when she had to make the decision of leaving Google for a company like Zillow well, the, the rumor that I heard was that uh, Mad Cuts kept making like inappropriate comments to her I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, no, I'm just kidding, obviously. But, uh, you know, Vanessa's a great, great person, and uh, uh, she's, uh, uh, um, you know, obviously very smart and, and free-spirited, and, and uh, she has a great time, uh, and she's a great networker at these conferences and so forth. I, I, I'm curious. Uh, it was a kind of a shock to me. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, some people are probably shocked that I left Avenue A, too, but... Uh, you know, I think that uh, everyone has their own um, reasons in, in their in their mind uh, to do life-changing moves, and I think that I'm sure that Vanessa uh, made the decisions for all the right reasons. And uh, it just the, the funny thing to me is to think about the uh, non-compete that she must have with Google and exactly how little information. I mean, if I was Google, I would probably be working on some sort of machine that you could just put people employees that are leaving you could just have them walk through the machine and suddenly they'd forget like half the stuff about the algorithm that they know or 45 percent or 75 percent of the stuff it's uh you know i, I congratulate vanessa on her recent move uh, and by the way a quick shout out uh, i saw a couple uh Brulant folks in the area there's uh luke and uh, john over so i want to say hi to my new teammates over there anyway right yeah and i spoke with vanessa actually about that like you know now you're going over to zillow and I assume one of your responsibilities to, is to make the Zillow engine um, not only a better engine, but also to make it come up better in Google. So I said, you know, you could take the knowledge that you have and apply it over at Zillow. And she said, really? I mean, she doesn't know that much more than a typical SEO, which is kind of funny because... Yeah, right. I mean, that's what she said. And um, at the same time, I was asking her questions about, you know, some webmaster asked me this question and, what, you know, what do you think I should answer? She's like, well... You know, Google does this and that and the other thing. So she kind of does a little, a little bit more than the typical uh, SEO. But on the other hand, there's so much, so much data out there that Google uses. There's so much, so many different algorithms. You know, it's really impossible for one person, except for you know Matt Cutts or Brian, um, Brian White, to actually know everything that's really going on in terms of the search quality algorithm and how everything works in one place. I don't think even Matt knows everything. So. Yeah, I think uh, you know it'd be great to be able to 
get into the mind of an SO or a Matt Cutts, but uh, like you said, you know, it, it, that's, a, that's a big team over at Google, and I'm sure that they have some sort of uh, security arrangements in place where not everyone knows everything, uh, you know. I, well, I, I, that's interesting that you asked her that question, and I'm sure uh, she kind of danced around the answer a little bit, or was she... Uh no, she was drunk. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, she didn't dance around the answer. She was, uh, she was um, I think, upfront and honest, though. But... Um, I mean, it was nice because there was a recent uh, update right after she left Google, and they named that update the Buffy update because everybody knows, you know, whoever's you know follows Google closely, that Vanessa Fox is a big Buffy fan. So the June Google update that happened, I think, on June seventeenth or June eighteenth of this year, uh, was named the Buffy update. Some people get annoyed about naming updates with you know giving them names, but it was in her honor they named the uh, the, the June update in Google um, the Buffy update which was nice yes and uh, Avenue A's latest uh, SEO product is going to be called the uh, Star Wars uh, SEO source because I've left and I like <laughs> Star Wars it's good to know good to know well speaking about leaving um, Yang um, when a, Yang and Decker, Decker over at uh, Yahoo took over Terry Semmel's job as you know the CEO they're pretty much now running the company and that was a major event that happened over the summer as well early summer in June where Terry Summel actually stepped down, you know, stepped by down by himself to resign as the CEO of Yahoo um, to hopefully make changes over at Yahoo and see an upward spin on that. The question is, happened early this summer, Yang took over. Um, the question is, did it actually do anything? There was a lot of discussion about how this is going to make a major impact because Yang was one of the co-founders and he has a true understanding of their technology and where they want to go in the future. So um, a lot of people thought that was a great move. But looking back at it today, I mean, you know, Chris, your thoughts over at Yahoo's growth since early the summer till now. Do you think has, there has been any change with the new management in place? Well, the you know, Yahoo Autos did get busted for uh, cloaking, so uh, I don't know if the Yang had anything to do with that. But uh -huh. The question is, what type of car does he drive? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, to me, this is just a sign that uh, Yahoo, Google, uh, the, you know, the we've come we've come of age as an industry search engines are major organizations and major organizations go through these types of uh, power shifts uh, fairly regularly uh, generally there's hundreds of million dollars involved in uh, in retirement packages or whatever the case may be and that's just what happens in big business so um, Jerry Yang's always been a very powerful force for Yahoo I think Terry Samuel did a, a great job there you know a lot of people are always dissing Yahoo and maybe not as much as they diss uh, uh, Microsoft or, or, or Ask.com but I think those, those are all companies that do do a great job and, and they're running huge businesses with lots of different lines of business and um, you know th this is what happens in, in big industry you know I, it's not that huge of a deal to me I think I think Yahoo will be fine okay well talking about Yahoo being fine and one more topic before we go into another commercial break is Threadwatch, they're not doing fine. <laughs> they uh, announced that they actually uh, closed the doors, and they actually did close their doors. They took down all the interactive features. I think the content's still up. Let me double check right now. But on June 26th or 25th, uh, Threadwatch actually uh, shut their doors. They're no longer posting any uh, new content. Um, Aaron Wall, um, SEO book, is now posting a lot more SEO book, but he just didn't have the time to manage both sites um, and his thriving business obviously Nick Wilson started this in October 5th 2004 uh, then sold it to Aaron Wall in November 2005 
because Nick, I guess, got bored with it or he just wanted to move on to other things. And now, you know, 2007, Threadwatch is completely gone. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you know who I'd like to get the thoughts of on that is from Darren. Darren's been in this industry forever, and I think Threadwatch has been around forever. So uh, I'd love to hear, you know, what Darren has. Uh, you know, I was sad to see them leave. And as a matter of fact, I was kind of sad to not see Aaron this morning at our uh, 8.40 golf tea time that he skipped out on with his wife that he was supposed <laughs> to be at. But beyond dissing oh. us for golf... Uh, you know, Darren dissed. I mean, uh, Aaron dissed the you know dissed the community a little bit by closing this. So, and some people are a little pissed. So, you've been around forever, Darren. What do you think? Okay, all right. So, hold, hold on. I just walked up, sat down because I was in, in the middle of getting a beer. <laughs> what what what's the score? Red watch. It's yeah. Closed. Remember, we haven't done a show in a while, so right, we're talking about news over the past okay. couple months okay so the thread watch closing what what does that mean to the industry what does uh, you know, that mean like, to you personally all right i i mean over the last you know decade you know you, you look at, at at the 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 methods of communication within the community from from you know the leaders of the space to those who are you know people learning and 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 nurturing um you know their own you know um you know their their minds, their education, and furthering their own business in the space, and, and you know, like you get married to 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 a certain spot where you find all this information. Now, I, I've I've noticed, and I've said this before, that I, I see like a natural evolution within you know the 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 life cycle of an SEO within the space. You know, you cut you come on the scene, you find your favorite forum. You're hanging out there. You spend all your time there, and you get to the point where, okay, you go from newbie to you know one of the people who's known, and then you're in the crowd, and then you know all of a sudden you've got success rolling, and you don't necessarily have the time you used to to look back. You know, do I think that there's a, a big need for a de facto source that everybody leans on for really fast news? Well, absolutely, and of course, there's you know bloggers like. This guy over here, and Danny, and of course Danny. That that you know, the moment something's you know happening, you guys are 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 posting on your blogs, and you know if if you're smart, like you're able to glean from this straight away. So you know, do I necessarily think that that you know the forums of the old and the thread watches of the old are necessarily the it's that you know are, are the things that still need to be you know the hot spot. I, you know, look, uh, this is an ever-evolving community. When Jim Wilson was around, what, you know, would we have ever sat around and thought that blogs were going to be the pl No, you know, that wasn't, wasn't the thing. It was forums, you know, and it's, it's different today. And now it's spin. Now it's spin. Now it's spin. That's a great seg, but real quick, I want to thank uh, Matt McGowan of Incisive Media for the beer sponsorship of uh, this uh, Pulse. Thank you very much, Matt. Love you, Matt. Right. So, yeah, we were talking about the new forum. Um, there is... Danny Sullivan over at Search Engine Land and I, we released a new social networking site, a dig-like site around the whole so, um, around the whole dig you know, opportunity and it's just focused on SEOs and SEMs who obviously don't get along too well with the dig community. So we have our own little hangout. It's called Spin. Um, it's pronounced Spin, not Spin, but it's spelled S-P-H-I-N-N. -N. So you just go to S-P-H-I-N-N. Dot com and you'll be able to get to our social networking site. You just go there, you submit stories, you can, su you can do a lot of things there, comment. It's a whole little community um, and not a forum type. It's like a mix between forum and social and dig type of thing. So it's really cool to check out. Make sure to check it out. 
Um, I like spin. I think it's very cool. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that I heard that there was going to be a form attached to it or whatever. But is it is it really that it's supposed to be like in the comments or the the actual things that are spinned or I mean, my bad, spin, spinned, uh, that the discussion takes place or is there supposed to be a form coming up on that? No form, just the comments within the posts. Um, obviously, you can see who made comments. You can see it's very network. It's a whole social networking environment. So it's like a dig slash. Uh, MySpace type of thing so it's pretty cool cool well look up my uh, ID in there which is boggles my mind same when I use it Webmaster Radio make sure you hook me up with some rep points and uh, yeah. I love you more for it 100% what's uh, your ID in there I wonder Rusty <laughs> if you never heard if you haven't heard of it it's Rusty Brick so. better act someone <laughs> right um, I'm surprised that, that we haven't seen one of these sooner like a, a you know vertical dig you know well, you could have sense. SEO Moz um, do yeah. their U Moz type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah th I mean, this there seems are, like there are. I mean, uh, John Patel has their has his search mob, which is like a dig type of thing. You can vote on things, and then they're promoted to the top. There's several of them, but yeah. obviously, if you launch it with Danny Sullivan's name behind it, it will do a lot better. Um, typically, and the site's been doing unbelievable. Um, sends a lot of traffic. A lot of people love it. A lot of people participate, and there is a real, true, um, strong community there. And I definitely recommend everybody take a look at it uh, because it finds a lot of things that Danny and I cannot find. Uh, we're only two people. We have a great support team. We, we get a lot of you know, advanced notice about things. But there's certain things that we just can't find that are, are found through the SPIN community. Uh, and we use it every day to, you know, as another tool to find things and report about things that otherwise we wouldn't have found. So I think it's overall just a great um, tool. And it's also fun to use. I just want to give a quick break here to just say... You guys are missing out by not being here at SES San Jose. You know, this is the place to be, the place to network. Hang out at a Webmaster Radio booth. Uh, hopefully not get your ear blown off by some sort of uh, static. And But, you know, you see, you look around, you see people like Anton Konikov of Acronym Media. You see Frank Watson, a.k.a. the Aussie Webmaster in full effect. Uh, you know, you look around, you see Cameron Oltheus, uh, who just recently left uh, Neil Patel's deal in ACS. Uh, Matt McGowan, I already mentioned, you know, these are the kind of people that you come to SES to meet and mingle with, and I, I just highly recommend it. I, I love me some SES. Right, but obviously not, not everybody can make it here, and there are great alternatives if you can't make it here. Obviously, listen to Webmaster Radio. They're doing full-time coverage of it, um, which you guys are doing right now, obviously. And, that was uh, not a paid link, by the way, just in <laughs> case anyone... <laughs> And there's some great blog coverage. Um, <laughs> you can check out all the, you know, we have, we're covering about 70 of the 70-something sessions at the Search and Roundtable at seroundtable.com. So go ahead and take a look at our coverage as well as Bruce Clay's doing some great coverage. The AIM Clear blog, um, top, rank, you know, top Rank is doing a great coverage. Lots of blogs out there doing great coverage. Um, I'm linking to a lot of it over at Search Engine Land and also we're linking to a lot of it over at Search Engine Watch blog. Yeah, I had my big day yesterday. I did four uh, sessions uh, you know it's funny we've been doing this for a while you invited me to do this uh, in like 05 or something and I love the blog coverage for the round table but you know everything like Darren just said you know it has its it's life cycles and so forth and I was really happy to hear that we've gotten so many more people at first I was bummed because a bunch of them took the sessions that I wanted to cover but then I was like you know this is good because now uh, I can cover some sessions and and really concentrate on important things like golfing on Tuesday morning and and things of that nature so uh, yeah we got a great team this this week though yeah, from, the, from what I've seen you know uh, big shout out to Seashell and uh, and Lee and some of the other people on there. Um. I mean, definitely. I mean, the, some of the people that are helping out. Obviously, Chris, your Chris Boggs helping us out. We have Tamar 
works for me, Tamar Weinberg. Tamar does a great job, by the way. I'm really impressed with her posts. Yeah, she's been doing a great job. Her picture is also outstanding. I don't yeah. know if you saw some of those pictures, but yeah. crisp. I'm um, jealous. I, I don't, I'm not techno-nerdy enough to do that. Yeah, she, yeah, she's into that stuff. So we also have Seashell, as you mentioned, Lee Evans, um, David Wallace, Steve Kroll. Um, who else we got here? We have, obviously, Kim Krause. I'm um, just going through the list. Obviously, Rob Carey, obviously, Evil Green Monkey. Uh, I love that evil green monkey, and um, we have some others. Um, hopefully, I'm not missing anybody. Just going through the list quickly. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers. That. Obviously, Ben Pfeiffer could not be with us this oh, time. Oh, that's right, Ben. You know, I'm pouring a little beer on the ground for you right now, my buddy. Uh, I wish he's you were actually here. doing it. He's, he's uh, I guess, uh, what Master Ray is going to send you the bill for the dry cleaning of the carpet. <laughs> but yeah, um, like there's anything less worse than beer. <laughs> that's probably the cleanest thing that's been on this carpet. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Should we hit a commercial? Yeah, let's gonna hit a commercial break, and we'll f hopefully um, finalize with some more cool topics. Everyone, we'll speak to you guys soon. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. Wrapped and dish all week long on webmasterradio.fm. Your destination for education and entertainment. Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Oh, sorry, sorry. A small child is running in to tell me dinner's ready. Uh, no, you. I'm on the phone right now. <laughs> no, you can tell me that. No, no, not right now. But I'll talk to you in a minute. And that was my oldest son just coming in the middle of the show. But don't worry about that. I'll go to I'll go to dinner after that. The Daily Search Cast with Danny Sullivan. Monday through Thursdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. And if you missed any of this week's shows, check out the Daily Search Cast Week in Review. Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? ClickSore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from ClickSore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on ClickSore.com today. That's ClickSore.com. Your bottom line will thank you. ClickSore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. Want traffic? For results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. 
back to The Pulse, Pulse. only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, and welcome back to The Pulse. We've got the 35th edition. Today is August 21st. We're recording live right now at the Webmaster Radio booth. My name is Barry Sports from the Church of the Roundtable, and with me as always, Chris Bonds. Um, the next topic I wanted to discuss was now... Google Webmaster Central is now offering something called sitemap warnings with error reporting. It's pretty cool. You log into Google um, Webmaster Central. If you have um, a, what's it called, an error with your sitemaps, it will actually give you not just one error, but it will list out all the cool different errors. It's a more detailed approach, so go ahead and check it out. It's a brand new feature that was released. Um, I doubt, Chris, you have anything to say about it because it's brand new, but if not, I'll continue on to the next topic. Well, actually, I, do, I did want to comment on this topic, especially after I threw Google on the bus earlier on. As anyone who was wondering why I was throwing Google on the bus on the, uh, under the bus on the paid side uh, can, that, that wants to go back and listen to past podcasts, I have kissed Google's butt mucho, mucho over this, the course of this show, and it's all been related to their work in helping to reach out to webmasters, and I think that the Sitemap system is, you know, the epitome of uh, the tool that facilitates uh, strengthening of the relationship between the search engine optimizer and Google. And it's such a valuable portal area, whatever you want to call it, to be in. I, I love to see it when they continue to make these kind of uh, improvements. Sure, it's just a small warning, and, and chances are that a lot of really professional SEOs would have caught those warnings and they, they they probably won't see many of the small warnings but for the the youngsters out there the newbies out there and and for the webmasters that really don't have an SEO background the sitemap system really helps and and I just want to again thank them for their continued efforts in in, uh, in helping to grow that uh, as as a way to help search engine or webmasters interact with search right. engines. And also in addition, Yahoo actually did a great does a great job with Site Explorer, so they deserve some good kudos. And is, I mean, they released this morning something called a dynamic URL uh, tool, which allows people who don't have the ability to do 301 redirects to actually define the 301 redirect um, within the Sitemap ex Site Explorer um, tool over at Yahoo. So it's definitely, they both do great jobs. Very cool that they announced that in a session this morning, Barry. Yeah, or? this morning. So you get more information about that at the whysearchblog.com site. Just go to whysearchblog.com and you can read about it there. Um, we got a few more minutes left and one of the biggest uh, debates, again, of the summer, and it was early August, um, Google decided to hide the supplemental tag from the search results. So a lot of people complaining and fixating over that, oh, this page is, you know, I have X number of pages and let's say 20% of those pages are in the supplemental index over at Google. And obviously that was a sign showing that those pages were not as, you know, important in Google's eyes to other, to other pages they have in the, in, the, in, the, in the actual index. So the Google decided to actually remove that label from the main results and now there's a lot of debate about why did Google remove it. A lot of people are pro it, a lot of people are anti it. The question is, what's going on? Well, you know, um, it's one of those, you, you're screwed if you do and you're screwed if you don't. Uh, the supplemental tag has been very helpful to us for a long time because it helps us to identify issues that exist either with certain pages or with actually directory levels. Uh, it's been very helpful in that. So for Google to take that away, I think, you know, obviously there's going to be some uproar. But again, uh, we're talking about 
you know, experience, SEO experience, that it's one of those things that you can do a double check on and look for supplemental pages that's no longer available to us. But quite frankly, you know, the supplemental pages did still show up in results. In fact, you could do some long tail search terms where uh, literally four or five of the top 10 results would be supplemental results just because they're, they were long tail. So it's not like Google wasn't using the supplemental results within their search engine result pages. And so in, in a way, I think that it kind of created a little confusion as well. So hopefully what they'll do is they'll end up coming up with something that's and, and I think they already have done it and we just talked about sitemaps you know it, if you want to take the time to go in and, and sign up for sitemaps then you can find out these kind of issues that exist uh, and, and, and I'm sure that the sitemap system is strong enough to point out something that would put something into the supplemental results page I mean hopefully I think they're going to go ahead and start giving us tools like that to see which pages on our site need more help in terms of becoming more important in Google's eyes and maybe they'll give us some tips on how to do that mm -hmm. um, obviously this is stuff in the future I'm not sure if it's gonna happen ever but it would be nice yeah. to see I'd love to see a Google list of pages that are considered duplicate content so if they think that I have duplicate content show me who the, who you think it is that has a duplicate content and then either give me a platform to argue it with you or uh, give me the I mean you can give the ability to go say that that a site is fang or, or you know uh, right. uh, scripting your content or whatever but and and I, mean, I think that's a, that, that would be a great tool to be able to do because there's people out there that are scrapers that sometimes get content of yours indexed first. And right, and that's where Yahoo, I think, their announcement this morning, I think that tool could easily expand into showing what pages on your site are in question and which could become duplicate content. So I think Yahoo's new tool that they announced this morning um, is there or will be getting there soon. So we'll see. I mean, things are coming. But one of the cool things Google did do this month was... Now, you know, you see sometimes the cache date on the Google search results. It usually says, you know, the dates, you know, August 16th, the last time they indexed that page. Now they're showing, you know, X minutes ago for some pages. So, for example, I have a screenshot on the, on the blog on August 1st that shows um, the BBC homepage um, being indexed by Google 53 minutes ago. So that's like, you know, 53 minutes ago, you know, that's pretty good. It shows you the late, last time a bot actually went ahead and crawled that that page and Google is getting more up to the minute literally by showing when they actually index index those pages and I think that's another great transparency we're seeing in the future from Google what are your thoughts overall well, first of all I want to say tomorrow Mr. heard us uh, talking nicely about her so because she now just rolled up and said hi took a picture of us maybe it'll be online someday uh, but yeah hi hi tomorrow thanks for hi coming. now you were saying yeah, basically, Google's more transparent. And yes. Anyway, let's Microsoft. Hi, Tamar. How you doing? Uh, and now we're getting pictures. But no, but Microsoft also did a pretty cool thing with Auto Discovery. Finally, finally, Microsoft released a sitemaps Auto Discovery tool um, after promising it for I think let's see here. It might have been over a year already. Um, and now Microsoft is now saying they actually support the Auto Discovery sitemaps feature and everybody in the forums are rejoicing about that feature so go ahead and take advantage of the sitemaps protocol because now we have google yahoo and also microsoft i think ask.com also yeah all four major search engines are using sitemaps to help with the crawl assistance so go ahead and take advantage of that as too um i think we have to wrap up but um so i'm gonna go ahead and uh what all right so am i wrong is there any other cool topics on there that we want to talk about? Quick, uh, let's see, unav unavailable after meta tag. 
What about this one? Google buys the government. Google bought the government. That's not such a big thing. Oh, that's, uh, that's that still a secret from the uh, buying is buying links evil session, I guess. Yeah. Um, and oh, we can wrap it up, Barry. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's plenty of Google partying to go to. All right, so that wraps up the 35th edition of the Search Pulse. Um, I guess tomorrow afternoon. I don't know what time. Uh, I'm going to post a recap of the show at scroundtable.com. Again, thank you, Chris. Um, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to comment on the blog. And that was the 35th edition of the Search Pulse took place live at the Webmaster Radio booth on Tuesday, August 21st. And I think next week we'll be starting our live shows again, so make sure to check it out. And that's every Tuesday night, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Tomorrow, for stopping by. And thank you, Chris. And thank you, Eddie. And uh, Derek. Everyone, have a good week.